listening to Side Hustles and Turnbuckles, a Potshack Studio Fort Worth production. Here's your host, Knuckles, Poppy, and Mike Dub Dub. All right, guys, how y'all doing on this beautiful Sunday afternoon? I'm welcome Good. to Side Hustles and Turnbuckles. I'm Knuckles. I'm Poppy. And I'm Mike Dub Dub. You know, a, a few weeks ago, we had this guy, great guy, on, and told some really good stories. His name is Mr. Phil Christie. He told some wonderful stories. He said he had a million of them, so we knew that was a challenge to throw down, so we wanted to bring him back in today. Phil, you was just telling us a story just a minute ago off the air about how you got the hell beat out of you by, uh, uh, how, how do you say his name? Um, Zelis Amara. Zelis Amara, and that was Abdullah the Butcher, and this was probably, what, 1969? 70? I would say 66. Oh, wow. It's 66 been that long ago. 60. Yes, he's he's not one of the youngest guys around either, believe me. Now, when he when he fought you, was he even a big guy like he is now? Or? No. No, he weighed about 230 pounds. Wow, so he wasn't quite he, as he could put He could put his foot over your head wow. in a, in a instant. He... He was a uh, he was a judo guy. Wow, martial and, arts. Huh? Uh, oh yeah, he was a judo guy. Uh, wow. And uh, Zila Samara, and he uh, later went on as you know a big star, uh, Abdullah the Butcher. So uh, with the fork. But anyway, to to uh, tell you the story is that um, uh, this happened in Jackson, Michigan, and. Um, they used to do two tapes. They used to do one that was live, and they used to do one that went through the territory. And uh, I worked with him on the live one, and um, he was really terrific. He, uh, you know, he threw good punches. Uh, he, he was, uh, he was easy to work with. And um, anyway, uh, the following week, when I went back there, um. Bert Ruby told me, he said, well, you know, we had you on the live. I like to put you on the uh, tape that goes to the territory. It was a decent match. It, nothing spectacular, but it looked good. So put on the same kind of match in that. So, okay. Well, anyway, I have a pullover that I, that I wore in the ring. And we come out for the instructions. I put my hand out naturally, you know, him being who he was. Never shook it. So I started taking it off. And all of a sudden, bang, from behind, this guy cold cocked me. I mean, really hit me. And he started beating the hell out of me. Finally, I got the, the, the jacket off. And he continued this for about three minutes. Man. And I said to myself, what the hell happened here? This is, one week he's nice, and the next week he wants to murder me. He wants to rip your head but off. Anyway, yeah, anyway, I go back in the dressing room, and I and I said to him, I says, did I say something like against you, or are you? Yeah, man, you seem like you were really mad at me. He says, no. I said, well, you beat the hell out of me out there. He said, well, the promoter told me to be meaner. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I said to him, I said, well, that doesn't mean beating the hell out of me. <laughs> and I went to Bert Ruby, and he said, boy, he said, that looked good. I said, he was beating the How come you didn't? Why did you tell him to? He says, well, well, I told him to be a little more ferocious. 
I said, yeah, he was. He <laughs> beat the my, hell out of me. Whipping you my butt all over guys. the ring. <laughs> yeah, you better tell these guys to, you know, he said, oh, I thought he knew that. I said, no, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a new guy. I think he was a, a short order crook. I might be wrong on that, but that's what I think I heard. He was a short order cook. What, Abdullah the Butcher? Yeah, I, wow. I, I, you know, don't tell him that. No, 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 no. But, I, I mean, might he did go be on to, wrong. He did go on to he, have a restaurant. Yes, he did some some big restaurants in Atlanta, I think, yeah. and uh, and he loved to eat too. That boy, <laughs> you know, that boy didn't didn't miss a meal. But, oh no, uh, he didn't. I believe no. it. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so that was, uh, you know, uh, that's kind of an interesting thing. But the one. That people are all talking about, uh, at least around here, is the cliff. Yeah, they they uh, they uh, put a ring on the edge of a cliff in Lake Michigan. Do what? Wow! It it was it was about they had about two foot clearance on the side of the of the uh, from the ring to the to the cliff to the end of it. Number one is that when I went there, I worked a couple TVs again. And they, uh, Bert Ruby said to me, he says, you want to work a house show in Holland on the way home? I said, hell, that's not on the way home, but yeah, I could use extra money and, uh, you can put the boys on it. He says, yeah, we got a battle Royal. And I said, oh, well, I'm, I'm not crazy about them, but I like the money and I was there and the guys said, Hey, let's do it. <laughs> well, that was a real mistake. I, I did not have fun doing that. Um, in fact, uh, about five guys refused to go in the ring in the Battle Royal. One was uh, Lou Klein, who was Lou Bastine. This guy was in his 50s. Um, hell of a, a name in those days, worker. But he wasn't about to do it, and the other guys weren't either. The only guy who who done it, and he was going to win the Battle Royal, was George Steele, the Animal Steele. Now, at that time, he was a professor at Michigan State University. So, he was called the student, and he had a mask, and he looked good. Oh, wow. Not a, not a great worker. Not a great worker. Big guy. A real, a real gentleman. And, we, and, and I, really just a good guy. Harry like an ape. Yeah, uh, the student. That's what he went by. That's and cool, um, anyway, I was a little hesitant about everything there I because be when curious. I had my, I I, uh, I worked a match with Ivan Kalmakoff, and uh, I told him, "Don't throw me in the ropes by the by the uh, cliff there." You know, there was something about that I, that I that I just didn't like. Anyway, there was about five of us, and it was mostly the jobmen that were in there. And, you know, over the top rope, well, I got thrown over the top, but a lot of the guys went through the second rope, and they barely cleared. They barely cleared it. Well, I was an idiot, and I took uh, I took uh, a steel put me over his head and threw me, and it was uh, the scariest thing I ever had in my career. And the whole thing was a total was a total wreck and um, they had people in lawn chairs and they thought it was the most fabulous thing they've ever seen. 
They have anybody in the water to catch you or to save you if you? Uh, there was two lifeguards. There were two lifeguards at the bottom. I still imagine. Well, falling this isn't hurt. the whole story. What happens? Now I got thrown in the water. Okay, so my trunks are wet. That's fine, but my shoes got wet, <laughs> and that's a, and 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 uh, and uh, there's a problem. Now all of a sudden I gotta dry these shoes in two days because I got a I got a booking that I have to make, and I don't want to go in the ring squeaking. <laughs> so I, <laughs> so yeah, I had a hell of a time drying them, and I called Bear Ruby and I said, you know something, for that thirty five bucks that I got, I, I I said you should buy me a new pair of shoes. All of a sudden you know oh no 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 no, he's a Jewish guy. He's okay. He helped me out a lot. He helped me out a lot, but he could be a pain in the ass too. But um, anyway, so that's the story there. It was it, it was a total wreck, a total disaster. I'm sure. It I don't think they'll. I'm sure it didn't feel go too ahead. good falling in the water from that high up. No, no, it uh, it hurt. <laughs> it, uh, it 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 uh, it was a mistake on my part. I did not realize. When they say we're going to get thrown in the lake, I didn't quite understand exactly how this was going to happen. But I said, well, you know, we got Lou Klein here. We got Ivan Kalmakov. We got some old guys here. So it must not be a big thing. You go through the second rope. And, or, or, I, didn't, uh, I didn't understand it until I got there. And then all of a sudden I said, oh, my God, did I, did I screw this up good? So, uh, I mean, you know, these... Yeah, these things happen, and I'm not, a, and I, and uh, and I, uh, and I was not a great swimmer. I ain't so either. This, uh, no, so this really went uh, went to heck. But, I'm uh, a great drowner. You didn't anyway. break a leg, but break an arm, or you know, hurt yourself. No, worse, you uh, no, no. I was as scared as hell. But I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I would have too. I'll going off right the <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Now, have you guys ever heard of Chris Cole? Uh, Chris Cole. Uh-uh. Chris Colt. Colt. Chris Colt. Oh, Colt. No. Chris, Chris uh -huh. Colt. Okay. Probably uh, one of the uh, workers that uh, nobody knows about, but he might be probably one of the better heels that I've ever seen because I helped train him. But he's in the, um, the Heels magazine. I don't know who that's by, Roger Metzger maybe or – somebody but he is he is they got about three pages of this guy okay this guy this guy came in the gym young kid from portland and uh within three weeks he was already in the ring i was training him and this kid was so good i said wow where, where this guy never was in a ring and he went as charming Charles Dean his first match. Within a, within a month and a half, he went into a territory and worked. Okay, he he went up to Boston. Now, when you hear Boston right away, it's WWE. Well, back in those days, there was a promotion up there by Tony Santos, and. It was a territory inside a territory. Now, if you can visualize that, it's kind of hard to. 
But anyway, this guy worked with a guy named Jack Pfeffer. Have you ever heard of Jack Pfeffer? Mm -mm. Okay, see, this is history. This is stuff that people out there, young guys especially, say, oh, wow, why do we have to know about this? Well, there's a reason to know about this because it could happen at any time. Jack Pfeffer had a, had, a, had a real bitch about this business. As much as he loved it, he helped Buddy Rogers okay. gain, gain all the fame that he had. He helped him. But at the same time, he tried to promote in New York, and they kind of cut him out. This was back in the 40s. And he says, I'm going to get even with a lot of people. What his thing was, was to promote and use names of people that were famous and change them. Like Bruno Sammartino was Bruno Nassartino. Argentina Rocca okay. was Jumpin', jumpin Rococo. Uh, there was Bummy Rogers. Really, there was a Bummy Rogers he had. He hated Buddy Rogers because he he let him go. Anyway, this guy's running a territory with these names. And Chris Colt is there. And he brought up my name. And he, he, he called me up. And I was in the office and I was going through some bookings and that. And he says, this is, uh, this is Chuck. I said, Chuck, who? He said, Chris Colt. I said, oh, Chuck, okay. Well, you got a couple names. He says, um, I was talking to the promoter here in Boston, and uh, he'd like to bring you in for a couple weeks. I said, oh, really? Well, you know something, whenever you get brought into a territory and that, you go to a place probably you've, you've never been before. So you're getting a, a, a paid vacation. And I figured, you know, I've never been to the East Coast. So I said, yeah, tell him to call me. Anyway, Tony Santos called me. And he told me, he says, well, you're going to, he says, I'm going to put you as Tarzan Smiler. What a name. Well, <laughs> there was a Tarzan Tyler that I knew. I worked with him in Kansas City. And I says, oh, he said, can you bring somebody else with you? I said, yeah, I can bring a guy with me. He said, well, we can, uh, we can think of some name for him. How about Jimmy Valentine? I says, well, yeah, I guess. And. I said, uh, what's the money like? He says, oh, you work five nights a week, 60. You know, I said, wow, 300 bucks a week? So I said to him, I said, well, yeah, 300 sounds good. And he says, well, no. He said, 60 for the week. Oh, no. I said, I says, $60 for the week. Wow. He said, yeah, he says, we try to pay a little bit more. I said, uh, Mr. Santos, um, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> I hung up. <laughs> I, I didn't even tell the guy what he was going <laughs> I, I said to myself, is this a joke? I said, $60 a week? It was no joke. What year was this, 1965? 66. Uh, let's see. Yeah, probably around that time. Man. He was still in business. And I said to myself, whoa.
I said, well, you know, Chuck was nice enough to talk for me. And I, he called me and he said, well, how'd you work out with him? I said, Chuck, either this guy's just bullshitting me. Oh, so I'm sorry. That's about all right. That. That's all right. Either, either, either he's lying to me or there's something really wrong here. I said, you work five nights a week and he told me $60. He said, well, I get 80. <laughs> I said, you get $80 a week. He says, well, it's a place to work. I'm learning the business. I said, well, you know something? I'm not learning this anymore. I says, my days of that is, is over. I said, thank you, but this guy's out of his mind. I said, I can make, I can make, I can make maybe a hundred and a half on a Saturday. Uh, if I really want to, I says, no, 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 this ain't going to work. Yeah. That's a little bit. And, uh, that's not enough for like he, five days a week. <laughs> no, that's like going to, going to work, going to work. And oh my God, gee, what? 12 bucks. And I, I, it was, came out to $12 a match. I said, no, 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 <laughs> I'm still with that. <laughs> but I do have a story about you. My lowest payoff. Um, we were, uh, we were the top promotion here in Chicago with the exception of the AWA, which was Ganya and the WWA, which was bruiser. They were running. We were about the third. We were, we were number three here, even though we just used the job men and this and that, but I used Seminar Thomas. I had Moose Sholek on shows, you know, and, uh, but anyway, make a long story short. Um, this town here is the only town that I know in the history of this business where Chicago was a territory. Now, when I say that, I'm talking about Chicago, just Chicago. You could work four nights a week here at one time and not leave the town, not leave the city limits. Did you guys ever know of a place you could do that? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I don't even know. I was too, I wasn't even old. I wasn't even alive back then. <laughs> Honest to God, you could make $200 a, a, a week wow. and you could take the bus or, 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 or the L to the bookings. And this was just in the Chicago area? Just in the city of Chicago. Man. Not even the area. Just in Chicago. People don't know this. Wow. The history of this business in this town is unreal. Is 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 absolutely unreal. I know that's what Anyway, I'm... we were getting back to the other thing, is that yeah, yeah, we were a pretty good promotion here. Well, I knew a lot of the other little promotions that ran maybe two shows a year. You know. We were we were under the athletic commission here, so I knew everybody here and I didn't use all the guys that I knew because they just didn't fit in with what we were doing, but yet we were still friends. They still worked out at the gym. And the one guy told me, he says, you know, I've got a show in Chicago Heights on Monday. And he says, I'd like to use some of the guys. I'd like to use eight guys from your, from your 
um, promotion. I said, you know something? We got things going. You know, most of the guys have jobs, but they're but they're working during they're wrestling during the week. Then they're waking up at four in the morning, going to their job. And I said, I don't know, Jose. Jose Perez was the guy. Okay. I don't know, but I'll talk to him. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll talk to him, and if anybody wants to work it, I'll let you know. Well, naturally, I uh, worked this show because I knew this too when I was a kid. I mean, he always treated me well, but this was uh, this was kind of like a kind of like a favor. And I said, "What's is?" I said, "I'm I'm I'm, I'm taking it. There's no guarantee." He says, "No, there isn't." I said, "Okay, as long as everybody knows what the story is, fine." So anyway, I got these guys together. They drew about thirty people. The guy lost money. He gave us all three dollars. <laughs> okay. You talking about for the match? Nobody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we all we all got three dollars. Okay. <laughs> Nobody complained. Nobody complained. And I said, "Well, I says, um, you know, it's too bad things didn't work out too well." And um, it paid for my gas because gas back in those days was what thirty eight cents a gallon. That's what I was about to ask you. So you answered. My yeah, own. I mean, I mean, so what? So I had enough to go to McDonald's or uh, <laughs> one of the places to get the hamburgers. You know, it was it was okay. A foot long hot dog cost a dollar <laughs> by this one place by me. I mean, not a seven, eight. Who knows? Hey, yeah, oh no, this is this is all true. Man. This is all true. I'm not bullshitting. No, no, I'm no, I didn't you. No, I believe this you. This is all true. Wow. Anyway, he gave us the money. I started to walk away and he came up, he says, uh, Phil, I'm thinking on running a second I said, Whoa. <laughs> Don't even Jose, I love you and that. But these guys done a favor. If I go back and I spread the news again, they're gonna have a fit. I says, I'm sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, he did run a second show. I think he drew about maybe 60. <clears throat> but he used guys that I probably wouldn't even, I couldn't use. I, I couldn't send these guys on TV shows. No, they weren't. No, they just didn't. And they wind up paying and them guys $3 too? I have no idea. Probably for nothing. Oh, wow. Probably for nothing. See, normally I do that. I wouldn't work with a guy, but I did work with a guy another time up in Wisconsin, Whitewater. This is a story that, that <laughs> this is a good one. Uh, <clears throat> at least we got paid $3. This show, <laughs> we least. didn't get paid at all. At no, wow. we didn't get paid at all. We went up there. He told me, uh, I need 12 guys to go up there. I said, you're going to use 12 guys in a white way. I said, you, you got the money to pay this? He said, oh, yeah. Yeah. He says, don't worry about that. Everything's fine. He says, uh, bring a referee, too. I said, oh, okay. Well, we'll bring everybody. I didn't do the show. I sent the guys up there. Now, it's my responsibility. You don't get paid. I pay you. That's the way that I always worked. That's why I didn't like to <laughs> to deal with other people. Anyway, nobody got paid. They said uh, wow. they're going to wow. send the money. Wow. 
they, uh, the guy said, we're, uh, the guy said that he was going to send the money to me. And I said, yeah. well, when I get the money, then I'll pay you. Well, I didn't get the money. Oh, and, crazy, um, huh? yeah, so I had to pay him. I paid him all 25. And the one guy said, he said, he said, you know, Phil, he says, guys like this shouldn't be in the business. No. And I said, well, I said, yeah, uh, I'm going to have a word with him. Well, he never answered the phone. Well, you know, something back in those days, I could find out where you live. One guy said to me, to find out where he lives, we're going to go and visit him. <laughs> wow. Anyway, they went over there, and I said, well, have a couple words with him. Maybe scare him a little, but don't do anything goofy. They said, oh, no, we won't. Well, they went over there, and they started banging on his door. He wouldn't answer. So the one guy picked up a big boulder. Whoa. And he told everybody to get away from the front window, and he threw it through the front window. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah, this is true. I get a call about 11 o'clock at night. Uh, two of these guys, uh, these guys know you, and uh, they need to get bailed out of jail. I said, for what? He said, well, they've done this and that. I went over and I bailed them out. Okay. I said, well, boy, you son of a... I said, what are you guys doing to me here? I didn't know you was going to pull this. Well, I should have known. These guys weren't... Uh, you didn't. You didn't mess with these guys. You didn't mess with us. We. If you had something to say, you better don't say it behind their back because they will. Uh, they will. Uh, they'll call you out. Man, well, they'll call you out. Killer, killer, Carl Cox. Do you remember, yeah, uh, remember uh, Carl him. Cox? I remember the name. Yeah. What a what a nice guy. A Texan. He's from Texas. What a nice guy. Uh, he was also a sheriff for that, but you know, you're talking about don't 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 mess with that guy. <laughs> I was going to ask these, these guys. These guys remind me of them. Last time oh, my you were boy. on, you talked about how back in the '80s you were here, or I don't know if it was the '80s or not, but you were here in the world class area, and you worked a little bit with 70. French or '70s, and you trained. You said you trained Gary Hart here. Yeah, uh, I didn't train him there. He 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 trained in Chicago. Oh, okay. In nineteen, uh, uh, he trained in nineteen nineteen sixty sixty one, and then he went to uh, Detroit to to work. He finally ended up with Fritz von Erich. Years later, world class. He had a big. He, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, world class. Oh, that was. That was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. I awesome. thought, I thought, I, I, I thought that was fantastic. I, uh, wow. I, I wish I could have worked any of that, but I never did. Uh, I, I was already out. He changed um, it. That changed a lot of like how wrestling was presented back in the day to now. Oh, I, I thought it was, uh, I liked the workers he had. Uh, I know everybody said, oh, he pushed the Von Erichs. Well, the, the kids, let me tell you something. The kids were selling out all over. Oh, yeah, they was. They yep. were selling. The people loved those guys. Yep. So, I mean, and he wanted them did to he be, push them? I don't know. I don't know. And he wanted them to be bigger than he was, you know? Well, I think I hate to say it, and... Nothing against Fritz von Erich. Uh, 
I thought he built himself up a damn good name, but his kids were outstanding. Yeah, they surpassed them. They yeah, surpassed them. Yeah. Especially Dave. anyway. Getting back to this other story here for a minute. Okay, sorry. Any minute. So anyway, this guy called me up about two weeks later. And he says, well, he says, listen, I, I got the money for you. I says, uh, I says, oh, I says, well, I'm not going to chase you. And uh, you can come to the show Saturday. In fact, I'll, I'll put you on the opening match. How's that? He said, sure, I'll work for you. Well, okay, I had a plan in my head. I said, I'm going to get back at you, you jackass. <laughs> you pull that on me. You pull that on me. I'm going to pull it on you. Anyway, he came. He gave me. He gave me the money. He gave me cash. Anyway, we worked the show, and after the show, I'm, I went around. I paid everybody, uh, you know, the money and that. And I walked by him, and I said, "Well, thanks a lot, Bob, for uh, working for me." And I started to walk away. And he said, oh, uh, don't I get paid? I said, yeah, um, I'll send it to you. Oh, wow. Oh, and, oh you should have seen, oh, you should have seen the look. Oh, right away, he started crying almost. Oh, he says, wow. I said, well, I says, how does it feel? <laughs> I said, man, what do you, what do you do? I, I said, you know, I, I may be a young guy and that, but I know this business really well. I worked in the office with Fred Kohler, the number two promoter in the United States, and I kept my mouth shut, ears open, and watched what went on. Yeah. And I seen some real crap going on, and you pulled it. How could you pull it on these guys? I'm surprised these guys didn't hang you. But they knew they were going to get paid. Yep. Because I said, don't worry. If you ever work a show that's not connected with me and I tell you to go and you don't get your money, I'll pay you because I have to keep these guys happy. Right. So, you know, that was, that was a story in itself too. And, um, it was amazing how some of these guys, uh, uh work. I mean, gee, I, well, that was pretty good that just, you, were able to get back at him like that and tell him, I'll, oh, send, yeah. I'll send it to you. Well, either that or he was going to lose his license to wrestle. Oh, wow. So that means that, okay, I'll, all I have to do is make a call downtown and say, this is what he'd done. They say, okay. And then what I would do, because Indianapolis had a commission, I'd call him and I'd tell him. So they, because you, they, you they, uh, they knew me there. I, uh, well, I could have, but I didn't do it. Now, here's another story about about being paid. This one is the one that I think is probably the funniest. Okay. And uh, it was it was un just un uh, unbelievable. Uh, I knew a guy. Uh, he was like in his eighties. He uh, he was an old time wrestler, Frank Atkinson Jr. Now it ain't Frank Atkinson that you're thinking of. Oh, I know this. This is the guy. <clears throat> he told me that that uh, he could book a show at the Castle Hall. I'll, I'll never forget this. Castle Hall in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
And he says, I can, I can, I can get the hall for you cheap, this and that. And I said, well, I don't mind running that town once in a while. Uh, it's Ganya's town, but, uh, maybe we could sneak in there. And he said, okay. So he, he said he set it up this and that. And it was really snowy. It took us like about two hours to go 80 miles. And we went up there. We got close to the place and the parking lot was jammed. I mean, we could hardly find a place to park. And I said, wow, did this guy do a great job? We had a sellout crowd and the guys who were with me were happy. And the guy who was driving was a guy called Leland Fryer. Now, with a name like that, you think he's a wimp. Well, <laughs> hardly. Hardly. You don't want to get him mad. I wouldn't. And he was our mass man. And I called him the, uh, the uh, destroyer of all names. The destroyer. And uh, so anyway, we start to get out of the car. He puts the mask on. And I said, well, I'm going to go to the to the front desk there and uh, uh, make sure that the uh, tickets, uh, whatever they sold that, that I pick up the money, this and that. I go to the front uh, desk and uh, all of a sudden I hear screaming. People screaming. And I said, what the heck's going on here? I run to the second floor the guy never booked the show, and there was a dance, and there was a band playing. What? The guy with the mask went through the front, went through the doors, and people thought it was a holdup. No. And people were screaming. All of a sudden, I hear a voice. Where's Phil at? I want to see him. And it was I had to calm him down. He says, what the heck is this? Those weren't the words. What is this? I said, I said, I don't know. Anyway, the owner said, he says, he says, well, yeah, I talked to a guy from Chicago, but this thing's not booked till two weeks from now. Oh, here's another disaster. Again, I it wasn't my booking. It was somebody else who was trying to help me. And, uh, yeah, we... we I, I didn't even ask for the money. <laughs> I just said, guys, I'll pay you. Don't worry. Half the guys said, forget it. Wow. He said, why, why, why are you dealing with people like that? I said... I felt sorry for the guy. The guy's an old guy. He, he seemed like he knew what he was doing. Uh, uh, Angelo Papo often said that to me. He said, you've got one real weakness. And I said, what's that? He says, you're too nice. He says, I'm going to be the guy that's going to be the mean guy. You're going to be the nice guy, but you better change because one day I won't be here and you will be. You better change. Well, well I didn't want to become that way, but, you know. You're the nice guy, and you've got a million stories. But unfortunately, it's time for us to go, Phil. But we want to come. You're welcome to come back anytime. We got some open dates in June. Well, we might get I you got, to come I back. Got, oh man, I sure. Love you. You whenever, need to write whenever a book. you want me, you need to write a book. 
I I I uh, don't think I have enough time. <laughs> I I I I, I kind of wonder. But anyway, look, it was great talking yeah, to you. Yeah, it was, guys. dude. I and, love it. Uh, I love your stories. And uh, also, uh, Demeter, uh, I just want you to to. Uh, to know that she'll be talking to you soon. Yeah, and, uh, well, I talked with her Friday. Uh, she's really, she's really good. She's yeah, really she is. Good. Did you guys get the? Um, I, uh, haven't, uh, I haven't got the two shirts yet. I got your pictures, but I'm still waiting on getting the shirt. Hmm. I guess it got sent to the wrong address, or maybe I didn't. Uh, the, you know, the mail here has been very bad. Well, I'm thinking very it's bad. Well, I'm gonna wait till Monday. I told her I'll wait till Monday because it, it'll be about ten days Monday. Okay. Well, anyway, listen. Thanks a lot Thank for you. having me. Thank you. Have a good day, brother. Take Thanks so care, much, guys. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. You've been listening to another episode of Side Hustles and Turnbuckles, and we'd like to thank you, and we'd like to thank our guest, Mr. Christie, today. And as always, I'm Knuckles. I'm Poppy. I'm Mike Dub Dub. And as we always tell you. Let's see you at the matches. You've been listening to Side Hustles and Turnbuckles, a Podshack Studio Fort Worth production. Please like our Facebook page, Side Hustles and Turnbuckles. Like and subscribe to our podcast so you can be alerted each time we drop a new episode. Until next time, this is Big Skinny. We'll see ya. That one went pretty good. Yeah, it did. And he told a, he really